Welcome to Fresh Perspective, a podcast presented by Recycling Today. Fresh Perspective features young professionals in the scrap and recycling industry, offering insights from the next generation of industry leaders. Guests share their stories of what led them to the scrap industry and new ideas on industry trends. Tune in to hear stories from scrap processors, traders, operators, and more who are starting to lead in this space. Fresh Perspective is beginning an ongoing dialogue with future executives of the industry. Hi, my name is Megan Smalley, and I'm with Recycling Today magazine. I'm here today with Megan O'Connor, who is the founder and CEO of EndCycle. EndCycle is a metals process technology company based in Boston. The company uses clean, modular electro-extraction technology to help with lithium battery recycling. Megan developed EndCycle in 2017 as a doctoral student. So thanks for coming on the show today, Megan. How's it going? Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm doing well. So to get things started, how did you get into the recycling space? What were you doing before that? Great question. So my original passion and motivation to start EndCycle, um, as you mentioned before, started during my doctoral work um, while I was at Duke and Yale University. And I was working in the lab and, and was able to have the opportunity to join this meeting called the Green Electronics Summit that was hosted at Yale by a couple professors. It was closed to students, um, but I ended up begging my way in. Um, they ended up letting me in as a scribe to take notes for <laughs> about nine hours. Um, but the attendees there were all um, you know, heads of R&D from major electronics companies and semiconductor companies that you can think of around North America and beyond. And so it was really fascinating to sit in that meeting and listen to the main goal of that session, which was to define or to outline the issues that they saw coming in the sustainability sector over the next five to 10 years. And so as I was sitting there taking notes, I kept hearing over and over again how um, end-of-life waste management, specifically recycling strategies, just weren't working today. And these companies knew that they would have to do something to solve them. Uh, down the line as more and more people get new phones every year, as well as laptops and, and even now things like EVs. Uh, paired with that were the struggles that they were facing on the supply chain side, um, how they were having a difficult time getting the materials they needed and that shortages were coming down the pipeline, especially for things like lithium ion batteries when it comes to cobalt. And so listening to these pain points from these um, industry folks really sparked a passion in me to use my background in chemistry and environmental engineering to develop a technology to try and solve this and create this clean, yet affordable technology to really recover these materials to generate these new supply chains. That's really amazing to hear just how EndCycle started or how these ideas started. So I'd, I'd love to hear more. Tell me, what was it like actually starting EndCycle in 2017 and how has the company evolved? What is its focus today? So when we first started back in 2017, we I had just defended my PhD a week before, and my co-founders and I sat down in a bar in Boston and had a beer and decided to start EndCycle because this technology showed such promise, even at the bench scale. And so back in 2017, we were really, really focused on recovering rare earth metals, so these really critical metals that are in wind turbines and electric vehicles and really all of the clean energy technologies that will truly enable this energy transition that we're all really striving for. Over the past uh, several years, as we've been commercializing and growing the team, we have we still recover rare earth metals, but we've also looked into a wide variety of other materials like cobalt and nickel from spent lithium ion batteries. 
as well as mine tailings and raw ore, so really any kind of feedstock you can think of that we can pull these metals out because we just, we're going to need all of that material you know, starting in 2030. And so we've really developed the technology over the last four years to encompass a wide variety of these feedstock materials to try and help out across the supply chain as much as we can. So tell me a little bit about how does N-Cycle's technology differ from what other battery recyclers are doing currently? Like I know it's kind of trendy right now. We hear a lot about uh, people trying to recycle lithium-ion batteries, and they're all using different technologies. So what differentiates N-Cycle? You know, what are the pros and cons to the process that you guys are using, and where does it fit? Yeah, great question. So if we take a look and take a step back and look at the entire uh, battery recycling value chain, there's a couple different types of players. And this is a very, uh, very hot market, as they call it right now. So there's a lot of people playing in logistics um, side of the supply chain. So one of the major issues that we're going to have in, in most recycling processes have is, is actually collecting this material and getting it into one place so that folks like us who are chemical recyclers or the second step in recycling, as I like to call it, have that material to recycle in the first place. So there's a lot of new companies in space trying to figure out what's the safest, cheapest way for us to get all of these batteries into one place so that we can recycle them. The other players are then, again, the chemical recycling technologies like we are, who take all of that collected battery material, it's usually shredded down into a material called a black mass. And then that black mass is where all of the valuable metals are that we then take and chemically process in, back into the individual metals. And so how we're different from the other chemical recycling technologies is that we're clean, we're consistent, and we're very uh, low cost. And so we have a filtration technology. Instead of using harsh acids or very large, dirty furnaces, we can actually pull these metals out in a much cleaner, more efficient way. Got it. Thanks for clearing that up. So tell me more about some of the pilot projects that Encycle has been working on and some of the work that you're doing with other recyclers in the industry. Yes, Encycle has been able to validate its technology over the past few years within the battery recycling space as well in the mining space, processing everything from raw ore all the way to end-of-life lithium-ion batteries. So we're very excited to be in the phase that we're scaling up and actually putting the technology out in the field within the next uh, 9 to 12 months. So tell me as well, what is your vision for the future of Encycle? Yeah, Encycle's vision is really for a world where all the critical materials needed for this energy transition are already in circulation. And it's our mission to truly enable that, um, enable this low-impact, streamlined supply of these minerals for the energy transition with electro-extraction. So seeing Encycle as an add-on technology against all of these players in the industry who have collected all this material or have uh, this resources that have currently been un, uh, that are untapped because of environmental regulation, um, because the, the existing technologies are too dirty to use um, as it stands today. So we can really bring in this new technology to help untap all of those resources as well as create the best new supply chain. So we're, we're very excited for that. Got it. And looking back the last couple of years, did the company progress how you thought it would? And I guess what would have been some surprises for you? It did, yes. Yeah. So uh, as a first-time founder, um, I wasn't really sure what the journey would look like, but so far, um, I've been able to find a really excellent team and mentors and and uh, funding opportunities that to help us really grow uh, as quickly as we need to to get into this market. As you said, it's, it's a fast-growing new market, and we're very excited to be a part of it. And I'll say the journey over the past four years has been uh, unexpected, but 
has been going great so far, and I'm really fortunate to have been able to find the folks to help build up the skill sets that I didn't have before coming out of academia and never have building a company before. What's your vision for the future of battery recycling more broadly? In battery recycling, the, the basic model that I mentioned before is really to collect everything into one location and then process it there. And with the batteries, um, the lithium mine batteries today, they have a lot of um, safety issues around them. Right? Everybody has seen the news stories of batteries spontaneously combusting or starting on fire. And so you can imagine trying to ship them all into one location to be recycled is quite difficult. And so Encycle's vision and, and really one of the biggest value propositions that we bring is the modularity of our system. So we can actually go to wherever the waste is instead of the waste having to be hauled into one place because our technology can go in and sit on site with much smaller recyclers instead of having to be processed at a much larger facility. And so we really hope that the battery recycling industry moves in that direction where it's more decentralized because that's naturally how the waste is being collected now in a very decentralized manner. So instead of trying to solve around these transportation issues, we thought, well, why not make the technology very modest so we can go to the waste instead of having the waste come to us. Now, tell me a little bit, looking back since 2017, what are some lessons that you've learned since starting EndCycle? Or what are some things you learned prior to starting EndCycle that have really helped you to grow? I would say the the number one thing that I learned very quickly is that you can't do it all. So I think building the team very quickly and with uh, folks who have been in the industry before. So, for example, I brought in somebody with a project finance background, somebody with operations background, people who've really done this before and could help me realize this, this big vision that I've had uh, for many years uh, was really, I think, one of the best things that I learned and learned very quickly uh, because I think it takes a village to start a small company like this and make it successful at scale. So I think that's a major lesson that I learned, and I'm really glad that I did because, like I said, you can't do it alone, and you shouldn't. Um, these people have done this and have been around, and um, I'm very grateful to have such an amazing team around me. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. And I'm sure, yeah, it definitely sounds challenging starting a team from scratch and all of that. Now, Aside from battery recycling, what are some issues you see that the recycling industry is facing today and needs to get a handle on? Yeah, so a lot of the issue that we see from our side is is in the uh, collection and actually from the consumer collection standpoint. So a lot of folks that I talk to have cell phones and laptops sitting in a dresser drawer at home or in the back of a closet because nobody really knows what to do with them, right? E-waste is a relatively new type of waste for the world. And so it's a lot of people aren't, are just unsure or even don't know that there's regulations within their state so they can't throw it into the, the general trash. So I think a lot of the, the, the work that needs to be done is in that initial initiative collection stage where we need to educate consumers on how to recycle their devices or at least where to bring them so that they can be recycled. And then after that, once we can get all these devices out of consumers' hands and into the right place, then again, the, on the logistics side of, of how do we collect them, how do we distribute them safely to the recyclers themselves um, so that we can pull out the most value so we don't have to rely on upfront mining as much. Now, what are some new technologies that you hope to see the recycling industry embrace more, and why do you think those are important? Yeah, we've seen a lot of movement in the, I want to say, uh, automation, the sorting automation stage. So once batteries are collected, a lot of folks are developing these really cool new technologies to 
automate the sorting process. So you can imagine when people um, are recycling your batteries, they throw alkaline and lead acid and lithium-ion all into one box because a lot of consumers don't know the difference. Um, I didn't know the difference until I came and started in cycle. So a lot of them come into the same facility and are sorted manually right now, which takes a lot of labor and a lot of time. Um, and then when we move into the much larger batteries like EVs, it's going to become um, even more difficult in a slower process. So a lot of new interesting technologies in that space of, of how do we sort this very quickly and in an automated fashion so that we can not um, cause a bottleneck effect in the recycling stream once more of these EV packs are coming off the road closer to 2030. And so I think a lot of uh, development uh, is being done in that space and something that people should really focus on because that will be a bottleneck if we can't solve that issue. Got it. And where do you see the recycling industry heading in the next, let's just say, four to five years down the road? In the recycling space, I really see people moving towards these newer technologies. We've been using the same age-old technologies for the past several decades, which are dissolving everything in coarse acids or burning everything in these really dirty, large furnaces. And it's the same technology that we use in the mining and refining space as well. And there's a lot of folks developing new, cleaner technologies like Encycle to, to really help the industry move away from those old technologies that really aren't that efficient and are not cost-effective, which is why we really haven't been able to recycle before this. And so I see the, the, the recycling industry moving towards uh, more of these newer technologies that, again, were, are cleaner but also much more cost-effective um, to help us recycle a lot of these much newer forms of waste like lithium-ion batteries, which, again, we hadn't seen a couple decades ago. Um, so I think a lot of movement is being done in that space, and, and I see a lot of changes coming over the next five years, at least in that respect. Got it. And as a final question, we keep hearing from a lot of people, hiring is a challenge, and especially in 2021. So um, I guess what advice would you give to people on hiring people and getting new people into the recycling industry? That is a great question. We have also struggled with hiring, <laughs> but I'll say, you know, finding people who are really passionate has helped. Um, so we've really tried to uh, push out our message as much as we can to show people that we are a different type of company um, and hope and trying to excite them about our mission and our vision um, to try and get them in. Because like you said, the recycling industry is growing very quickly and it's a very exciting space. And so we've really uh, leaned on that um, as well as the internal team um, to motivate people to join. Um, so I think that's the number one thing I would say is, is try and excite people with the company and the motivation and the space because it is a really exciting spot, but it is really, it's a really tough market to hire people right now um, coming out of COVID. Definitely. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show today, Megan. Appreciate it. Great. Thank you so much.